All right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country Special Edition. Of course, we are continuing our well, our interviews with our synopsis on the amazing book that Johnny has been releasing or is releasing on Kickstarter called The Eins Anthology. I highly suggest going to kickstarter.com and checking it out, or you can go to einsanthology.com and you can see all the stuff that's going on with this book. It's incredible. Yeah. And if, if you go to einsanthology.com slash Kickstarter, it'll, it'll take you right to the Kickstarter page. Yeah. But it's just right on the front page too as well, right? You can just click the link. Yeah. 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 So that's awesome. So today is going to be with the creators of the story Crossed Paths. Yep. And this is an international story too, because the writer is from England and the artist is from Argentina. Ooh, little, little global connection. I like it. Yeah, yeah, this one's cool too. This is this one's one of my one of my favorite stories in the book because it's it's such a, it's a as you'll hear when we talk about it, it's it's a it's just a conversation between two people at a bar, but it's it's so much more than that with what happens in the story. And just I don't want to give anything away, but you buy the book and read it, you're gonna love the story. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's check this out. Let's let's hear the interview right now. Oh, well, we, we we forgot something. Oh. There's a song that goes with this story. Oh, that's right. I forget. Right? The, Every story has a song. The, and the song for this story is from one of my old bands called Artists. And the song is called Burden. And if you've listened to the in the episode, you'll hear the entire full song. Cool. Here you guys go. Enjoy. The Crossed Paths. Written by Joseph S. Pell. Art by Sebastian Varela Bayano. Letters by Nikki Powers. September 1645. After the fall of Bristol in the English Civil War, Royalist Nathaniel Eines flees his way into a small pub called the Crossed Paths, where he meets a woman called Agnes. So I'm here with Joe, who wrote an amazing story for my Irons book. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what your story is about? Uh, yeah, my story is a little bit of an offbeat one. It's set quite towards the uh, early parts of the uh, uh, 17th, uh, 17th century, late parts of the 16th century, just after the English Civil War. And it features uh, Nathaniel Ayers, uh, and he's escaping from uh, Cromwell's forces uh, because round about that time he probably would have been executed for siding with uh, Charles I. So he's escaping. And he ends up getting, uh, finding refuge in a uh, tavern called the Cross Paths, where he meets Agnes, the local bartender, and uh, <laughs> mysterious things happen from there. Do you want Do you want to go further into that, or should I no, just no, I, I think that? that's that's perfect to not give any spoilers there. <laughs> just saying that right. she's not quite what she seems. <laughs> no, she's not, and neither is Nathaniel either. Right, exactly. Which is great. I you know I remember I remember when you first sent me the script and I read it and I was like and my, my first response was, Holy shit, this kind of sets up the entire backstory in a quick eight pages that I wanted to do. Like you captured so much of what I wanted to try and like convey in the first book without without giving everything away. 
you know, because because the, their conversations when people read it, their conversations going back and forth kind of helps set up this whole universe, this whole world that that, that we're trying to build. Mm, yes, one of the things which I wanted to try and do was take advantage of the whole idea of the fact that the uh, Inez line are linked with monsters, but not always in the same way of the fact that wherever, wherever house they're going to, they always have to deal with the demons in there, or when they're trying to go to a normal business, suddenly aliens come out and uh, kidnap them or something. I wanted it to right. be a much more kind of like familial thing, or some a bit more of a kind of like, I, I know where I'm standing. Uh, Nathaniel's like, no, I know the family history. I know what's yeah. going to happen. And right. At the same time, uh, and so he kind of is a little bit more kind of aware of what he's going into. Yeah. What was cool about is when I uh, when I when I hired Casey, my editor, later later down the road, you know, probably about a year after you gave me your script, um, his first reaction was, "This has to go in book one." And I was like, "Yes, I agree. This the story has to be in book one because it's you know, book one is basically about you know world building, setting things up, and and the story you wrote did, did that did a ton of that with the way with their interaction, which is what I love the most about it, and then. Um, you know, just being able to to tap into that with uh, with other stories too is 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 such a great way you did that. Mm, yes, I, I, again, I tried to leave it as so like I tried to leave it broad enough so the fact that other people could do stuff with it, but I also wanted to make I wanted to basically tie up Nathaniel's story in that story, hence the right. reason why he now knows what's going to happen to him and all that kind of stuff. Which was good because I remember when I first started this whole project like a year and a half two years ago my idea was each writer creates either a, a they're, they're, you're not telling a full story you're basically you're telling kind of an ending of a story or like the middle of an end of a story here mm. which yeah. is what i which i thought would be really cool is to have a bunch of short stories in one giant world that tell pieces of stories that build up a bigger narrative yeah which is what, I, what you captured yeah and that's something which is always quite good especially if you were writing for an anthologies kind of series and when you told me to basically told me the premise of it i thought well maybe doing something along the, maybe doing something along those lines kind of have it as a fig, have it as a figure who's quite not the typical kind of like horror movie kind of like character really right no no I, I think would would be quite interesting to do not the typical horror movie character not the typical horror movie setting kind of thing well, and what's cool about the about about the way that this you approach this story and the way that the, the book is approached in general, from my opinion, is I didn't put any restraints on any any of the writers to like stick with this genre, stick with this type of quote unquote horror story. So it opened it up to where you know your story is it, it's it's you know it's got the horror aspects to it, but it has a lot more built into it because it's not the the monsters not, the monster aspect of the character isn't the important part of the story. It's the actual the conversation and where the conversation goes to is what is what builds that story. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I wanted to make sure that, that even though there is definitely a sense of danger, it's kind of on, it's kind of for both of the characters, both of the characters at the same time. And it's kind of like both of them almost kind of, it's the same, the same way it's almost like a chess match. The fact that right. both of them are kind of like seeing each other as respectable opponents and I had a lot right. of fun like thinking about how would uh, Nathaniel phrase this question because quite a lot of the time when you have so like stories about so like uh, the supernatural and stuff like that, they always somebody always ends up getting uh, screwed over because of the fact they phrase a question complete phrase a question or phrase a command or a demand in completely a stupid way, 
right, the supernatural right. for, force kind of goes, aha, I'm going to become a lawyer and go, gotcha. <laughs> and so I was thinking, no, Nathaniel knows how this works. And so he's going to be very careful about this. He's not going to ask for, he's not going to ask for like, wealth or money or power or anything like that. He just wants a conversation kind of thing. Right, right. And I think that you know we had we had um I ended up bringing on Daniel Biano or Bian Biano I cannot pronounce his last name it's B A I N O and I don't know how oh, it's yeah, yeah, pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel was, to... yeah. Daniel's yeah, fantastic yeah. when it comes to the art. He really captured the kind of I really loved the way he worked with the shadows. Honestly, oh, the yeah. shadows of the thing. Because I the was fact blown I, away. <laughs> yeah, for me, I had never never thought about how the shadows would play into. When I was writing the script, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be so like, oh, I was thinking, oh, it'd be able to, for everybody to clearly see what's going on and all that kind of stuff. But the way Daniel kind of added that like shadow and load mood lighting of the fire and stuff like that, that really added to the sort of the sense of, I'm not going to say the sense of, it's like a sense of closeness and coziness, but also the sense of danger, if anything. Right, right, and then when I when I brought him on, um, Casey and I were talking to him. We're like, "All right, so the story we're going to give you, because I, I I I paired up all the stories to artists that I thought could best capture the the mood of that story, and I chose him because a lot of his samples he sent me were very dynamic. But he also had um, part of why I chose him was he also had samples of he had done he has done adult comics before, right? Mm, and I thought yeah. with your lighting and your aspect of where you, how you angle things and the fact that you've done sensual like not just like straight up you know dirty dirty adult comics but sensual adult comics I'm like with this story that'll lead really well into it and he ended up you know impressing the hell out of me with the way he positioned things the way he drew the characters yeah. all of it and, and that combined with the script i think comes out to be i just can't wait I, I can't wait to see how people react to it and when they get the final product what i love about what daniel did was the fact that he, it was it was it was naughty but tasteful exactly way i like to think it like to think of it yeah it's a, like it's sensual and stuff like that but it's done tastefully because well, well, we yeah. you and i had a conversation originally about the story about because you would ask me you know because i had said you know i don't want to have any like i don't care about blood and guts but i just don't want to have any gratuitous sex in the book because it's just not what i'm about and you would come to me hey what about this and i was like well you know that's tasteful and done right and then he managed to capture that tastefulness of the script into the art and it's just it's perfect exactly. i think yeah yeah and I thought that, and the way that it all rounds off is the fact that it's, it feels kind of like that's the natural progression kind of thing with yeah. the characters. And the way that Daniel did that is the fact that he made it, he, he very much laid it out. And it's like, you get a sense from both uh, Nathaniel and Agnes is the fact that the, it is kind of like coming together a little bit more. Yeah, it does. It does. Now, I, I have a, a future question for you. Do you or are you interested, or do you want to continue this story of, of these characters? Not with not with Nathaniel. Not with Nathaniel. I think his story is done. Right. I do want to continue stuff with Agnes, though, because I think Agnes is quite an interesting character, and I'd like to see her interacting with other members of the Enes uh, line. I've sent you a. I remember I sent you a copy of when Agnes first meets. Right. somebody of the Enna's line, which is all yes. the way back in, all the way back in uh, with the sacking of Linda's farm. So I'm tying right. a lot of history elements to it. Which I love. I, think, I love the tying of history into it. Yeah. And so tie, so I think having her sort of meeting people, uh, meeting yeah. people and so like doing stuff in different events of history. So maybe having her, maybe in a Victorian setting, maybe sort of during the Crimean War, or maybe alternatively having her 
um, in the swinging sixties might be quite fun. Oh, that'd be, that'd be a fun story with her. <laughs> yeah. She's such a yeah. cool character. I, I would love to see her come, come back and do, and be, be in more stories. Cause yeah. when, uh, Casey and I were right, we're, we're freaking out which stories to put in book one, book two and book three and book four, which are the, we have four books planned right now. Um, we decided that we, we want, we want more Agnes because she's a, she's a great character. And I feel like she can, she can be developed to have a great arc throughout all the books. Mm. Yeah. At the end of the day with Agnes is the fact that although she, she's fun to write is the main thing is the fact that she's fun to write, but because of the fact she's kind of like friendly and like engaging and is always kind of wants the best people, best for people, but there is always that edge to her. There is that always yeah. that edge of, what she actually is kind of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Which makes it to where it's a, it, it, it can, you can tell some really interesting stories with her because she does have that edge and not necessarily always on a good side. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> well, but you yeah. know what, man, I appreciate your time talking to me today about this book. I am really excited to hear what people have to think, say about, uh, you know, your story and the book in general. I was really excited that you came aboard it and did one and, and excited that you wanted to do more. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's something which I love doing, and I just love uh, doing writing and uh, just doing different and experimenting with different things outside my usual wheelhouse. So this right. has been an absolutely fantastic time for me. It's been I'm really it's, glad you had me on board. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you replied. I mean, as, as I told on one of the interviews I did for this book a long time ago, I uh, I had a lot of writers when I, when I put that post out. I wasn't quite I wasn't quite aware of how much response I would get. Like I weeded through about 250 different scripts and writers that people who applied to write in this book. And it was, that was a, a very, very difficult time. <laughs> it was a lot to read. I can <laughs> but imagine, I'm, happy yeah. with, I'm happy with who I picked the, the scripts that I got back. I, I think are all fantastic. And yours, yours is one of my, honestly, yours is one of my favorites. Thank you. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Everybody listening, you know, you, you're going to want to go pick up the Ein's book, not just because it's my book, because it has great stories from you know people like Joe in there, and the, and the cross path story is, is is seriously one of the one of the better stories in the book, in my opinion. Fantastic! So there will be more stuff from me and Agnes and everybody in the future. I'd hope. I hope there will be. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. Right. Cheerio. Bye. Let's start by saying, who are you and where are you from? Uh, well, I am Sebastián Varela Baino uh, from Argentina, from a province called Tucumán. In Argentina, it's in the north. It's a mountain province with a jungle and and beautiful views. Oh, that sounds that sounds beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah. So what? what, yes. what? It's, 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 it's similar to yours no your place yeah i mean Seattle. We, have, we, have lots of, we have lots of forests here yeah yeah it's, it just rains a lot and it's cold all the time <laughs> uh, <laughs> all the time but no, it's no, like Tucuman is all, all time a uh, great sun in yeah. the sky the temperature goes to 40 celsius degrees it's a little hot yeah no it's quite opposite here we have lots of rain and it's generally pretty cold it's generally uh fahrenheit like 60 degrees fahrenheit which i 
off the top of my head, I can't calculate that 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 backwards to, to Celsius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have uh, Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, it, Celsius makes more sense, but it's Fahrenheit's what I know, so that's what I go by. <laughs> <laughs> Same to me. Yeah. So, can you give us a little background on uh, on on you and your and your uh, your art and your your work in comics? Oh yes, um, I have started to making comics since when I was eighteen, I think, uh, in that province, Tucumán, uh, with a a master called uh, Ariel Lucena. He teach me the main things like uh, ink, uh, ink, ink, the ink comics, mm-hmm. or how to compose it. Right, right. I yes. Yeah, from that, the, I have uh, I have learned all with with with, with buying comics. You know, right. buying Frank Miller, buying Mike Mignola. <laughs> <laughs> I see Mike, Mike Mignola. He's amazing. That guy's work. He's amazing. Yes, I love I love the, the, the synthesis that he have in all the works he do. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. His use of black has always impressed me. Of how he, how we can use black to, to show depth it's amazing you know yes yes mike uh, like jimmy steranko oh i uh, love I love steranko he is literally one of my favorite artists of all time i have um i have in my comic book collection i have his uh, his nick fury run from the 60s one of my favorite runs ever really yeah <laughs> i love that stuff i actually i just got to meet him at a show last year and he was super nice super nice guy yeah it seems so no <laughs> yeah he's a it's really, a like really a playboy nice. yeah <laughs> like pretty playboy. much he has that look <laughs> i mean he looks like a playboy <laughs> <laughs> look for you 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 know him <laughs> yeah that's cool man so um you're as you've heard from the interview that you've heard of me do so far about this book uh so far everybody loves the work you've done on this book uh that you've done on, on the story you did can um can you tell me what your first impression of the script that you drew was for this, and what like what your thoughts were when you were creating it? Yeah, well, uh, the script was uh, was very challenging to me because it tries to show the, the the human feelings. I think it's most important in the in the, in the script. The, the are both characters that all the time shows desire, or hate, the joy, and. Yeah. In the middle of, of of nothing, in the middle of a forest, in a bar or something, and in 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 it's a lot of suspense in that because everything can happen in any time, and it, it was very funny to me to yeah. me make that it was so that's fun. It was great because the uh, for me the script that uh, Joseph S. Pell turned in. Um, it's basically a conversation. It's basically eight pages of a conversation between two people, but the execution <laughs> of <yeah>. mean <laughs> <laughs> the execution you did right. of, of telling that story and making it interesting and making it compelling. And you know, you did this such a great job of uh, of doing you know using negative space. It just everything on everything on every page just pops out. My I showed my sister who's a huge horror fan. Uh, she's not so much of a comic book fan, but she's a huge horror fan. And she just looked through the page and she was like, this is creepy and awesome. And everything about this just pops, pops off the page. And it's, it's literally not going to lie. Literally one of my favorite drawn stories in the first book. <laughs> ah, thanks for that. I have a theory of that. Yeah. Uh, I think if you can understand a page uh, in front about uh, 
10 meters of that page, right. if you can watch the, 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 the block, the, how you say, the, each, each drawing of that page, right, it's right. good dry. It's good dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. And it's, it's, it's great because, like, not only in the pages you, you put together for the story, you had such a well, your story you got was such an important story for the book. And I remember telling you that when we first I was like, hey, this is a very important story. So let's, so I was like, I'm really, I need this to be really, really, really good. And it, I mean, it, it, the pages you turned in were better than I could ever expect it, to be honest. But not only is it, is it each page visually stunning, but each panel as you go through it helps tell the story in the background of what's going on. And it just, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't have asked for this story to come out better than it did when, when I, when I got the pages from you. So I was super impressed by that. Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> no problem. I to do my best. <laughs> oh, you did. You did fantastic, man. You Casey, the editor and I were both, uh, both of us are, were blown away by it. Every, every, pa- every time you send us a page or a panel, we're like, this is amazing. This is, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last yeah. question for you. And this is kind of a fun one. Um, do you have a scary story you can tell us? Well, yes, in my in my town in, in Tucumán again, uh, it calls a story of a of a demonic demoniac dog. Okay. Call it the, the perro familiar. That's they call it, and it's about a demonio. It's a demonic uh, entity that uh, he is feeding by souls of work of workers in the in the sugar mills that they, they, in the province exist. So the dog is used for eat people that uh, are striking up against the sugar mills uh, companies or things oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> in return, the dog uh, delivers uh, no, money and power to the owners. So it's, like, so it's like a local legend in the area you live in. That's cool. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I use the dog for <laughs> make the workers uh, <laughs> disappear. <laughs> of right. The- That's cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I appreciate your work on the book. I definitely have plans to use uh, you and your artwork again for a future book of the Einz Anthology um, because, yeah, again, you knocked it out of the park with the art on this one. So. Again, thank you so much for talking to me today, and thank you so much for uh, for working on this book with me. Okay, thanks, John. Thanks to you and your 